We are in a sermon series using popular songs from the past decades to point us to scriptural truths. I believe that there are so many different things in the world around us that can point us to the things of God, and that includes music. So today, we are traveling to the 1970s, and we are focusing on a song by the Jackson Five called, I'll Be There. And parts of this song, believe it or not, point us to the book of Ecclesiastes. So let's have a listen. So this is truly a beautiful song about being there for the one you love. Where there is love, I'll be there. The singer is is loyal. He says, just call my name and I'll be there. He's compassionate and supportive. I'll be there to comfort you, to be your strength. He's an encourager. Let me fill your heart with joy and laughter. And he cares and he shows respect. I'll be there to protect you with an unselfish love. I respect you. Now, these are crucial aspects of any romantic relationship. But even more broadly, they're crucial aspects of solid friendships. Now, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12, tells us something about having another person in your life to rely on. And so today we're going to be talking about how in solid friendships with other Christians, we can help one another follow Jesus, both in good times and bad. So Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Right off the bat, we're told that having another person in our lives is of great value. There's reward and benefit when two people are working together. And really, from our creation by God, we were wired for relationships. And it doesn't matter whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, we all desire community in some form. We aren't meant to do life alone, and we certainly We're never meant to do this Christian life alone. Because you know what? It's not easy. Jesus, our Lord and King, he empowers us to follow him. He empowers us uh, to, he strengthens us rather, he strengthens us by the Holy Spirit. But he also gives us one another. And while friendships with both Christians and non-Christians are important, Today, we're focusing on how our relationships with other Christians will help us grow in faith as we demonstrate the love of Jesus to one another. Now, as we read Ecclesiastes, we see three pitfalls of doing life completely by ourselves. The first one is an example that a person traveling alone has no one to help him 
if he falls. Now, we're talking more than just tripping over your shoelaces while you're going along. We're talking about falling into a pit or slipping and falling in a dangerous place and getting injured. Imagine going on a hike or a trip or snowboarding and falling into a 15-foot I can talk today, I promise. A 15-foot pit or accidentally stumbling 20 feet off a cliff and being all by yourself. If there's no one to help, you could be stuck there a very long time and die from your injuries. In fact, just this year, a man was snowboarding and crashed into a tree and found himself buried under tons and tons of snow completely alone. And he thought he was going to die there. But by the grace of God, another man happened to be skiing in that area and saw his snowboard and one of his feet sticking up out of the snow. He frantically dug through the snow, first freeing the man's face so that he could breathe better, and then digging the rest of him out. He couldn't get out of the snow alone. He needed someone else. The fact of the matter is, there's more chance of making it through when someone else has our back. And that's true whether we're talking about a physical pit or an injury, or dealing with an unexpected and unwanted circumstance in our lives. We need other followers of Christ to walk with us in them and through them. People who will listen to us, pray for us, encourage us, and point us to Jesus. The second pitfall, a person alone in the cold can't keep warm. If you are stuck in freezing temperatures, uh, if you're stuck in freezing temperatures and snow and ice, you're at risk for hypothermia. And your chances of survival are pretty slim as time goes on. You have better chances of surviving if there's another person with you. And as silly as this might sound, if the two of you cuddle in a sleeping bag together, you will share your body heat, and that will help you guys stay alive until help comes. You've got a better chance there. And so whether it's surviving the physical cold or trying to figure things out in a cold season of life, two are better than one. The third pitfall it is harder to prevail in a fight alone. In the ancient Near Eastern time, which is when this passage takes place, roads were very treacherous. There was risk of being attacked by bandits, and you are a prime target if you were traveling alone. If you remember in the New Testament, the story of the Good Samaritan, the person that they helped had been alone and attacked by bandits and left for dead. That's very much what this is talking about. And as cool as it is to watch an action movie and watch the hero beat up 15 bad guys by himself, it's not realistic. It just, it's, it doesn't work that way. It's highly unlikely. A person traveling alone might wind up left for dead on the side of the road without a wallet. But someone who has someone else by their side is more likely to prevail against that sort of attack. Two of you against one gives you the advantage. 
And so whether we're talking about a physical fight, God forbid, or we're talking about the storms of this life, fighting through those, two is better than one. Here's the thing, though. As Christians, we sometimes try to go it alone. We live our lives with Jesus, but we we sort of keep people at arm's length. We connect with others, but we do it superficially. We don't let people see very deeply into our hearts. In fact, I've often heard of the church narthex being called the OK Corral. Basically, everyone in the narthex, you know, how are you doing? I'm OK. How are you doing? I'm OK. Is everyone really OK? No, but nobody's saying anything. Perhaps we're afraid to share our quirks, our failures, our sins our struggles, our fears, or our doubts. Maybe it's because we're afraid of getting hurt if we open up. And yeah, that is a real risk. But if we keep people at arm's length, if we keep everyone at arm's length, we have a greater risk. And that's the risk of missing out on the love, support, and healing we find through our brothers and sisters in Christ when we are real with each other. We need to have Christian friends we can be real with, and that can be real with us. Where we can love one another unconditionally, warts and all. If we want to grow in faith, survive the pits and temptations of this life, get through the cold, dark winters of our circumstances, and fight for hope in the midst of pain, we need each There is strength in numbers. The passage's final illustration concludes essentially that if one is not so good, two is good, then three is better. Verse 12, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. There is strength in numbers both in our physical life, but also in our emotional and spiritual life. Let me ask you something. How many of you would use clothesline to go rock climbing? Good, because if you did, you would fall and die, because the rope would break. You need a sturdier rope. You you need one that won't easily tear, one with more strands that are interwoven, because it's much harder to break a rope when it's got more strands interwoven with one another. In the same way, we are stronger together. We can withstand the storms of life better together. And we are better when our lives are intertwined and into, inter, again, I can talk today, I promise. We are better when our lives are intertwined and interdependent with each other. Everyone needs support and encouragement in following Jesus, whether it's a good time or a bad time. So what do close Christian friendships offer each person. And I'm talking about the idea of having a few people in your life that you can, you can be real with, that you can open up to them and they can open up to you. And what they offer, oddly enough, is pretty much what the song I'll Be There talks about. Except with Christ at the center. So these kind of friendships offer encouragement in our walk with God. 
The song says, let me fill your heart with joy and laughter. You know, we are so prone to forget God's truth and God's ways. And so we remind each other that God is with us, that God loves us. We encourage one another to keep pressing on and keep trusting God. We pray for one another. We pray with each other. We study scripture together. And we serve one another, making sacrifices for each other. And a friend of mine writes that one of these values of Christian friendships is that our relationship in Jesus is for all eternity. A Christ-focused friend understands my perspective better than one who does not rely on Christ for each breath. And the great thing is that when we share our lives together with other Christians, we find joy and laughter. These kind of friendships also provide a support in following God's ways. Hebrews 10.24 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We encourage one another. We inspire one another. We help one another follow God's ways. It's really like being a good teammate. When your teammate, let's say you're playing baseball, When your teammate is up to bat, you're cheering them on. When they're not doing so well and they've got two strikes, you know what? You're still cheering for them. You're still encouraging them. If you see that they're struggling, you offer to help. If you see in practice that maybe they've developed a bad habit, you offer to redirect them and help them correct that. You're there with them. You'll have fun together. But that's also true of us as we cultivate closer friendships with one another as Christians. We're a team. These kind of friendships also offer us redirection when we've strayed, or, if I could say it another way, a slap on the head. A friend of mine writes that close Christian friendships provide accountability. They are not afraid to call me out when I'm making choices out of doubt or fear. They point me back to God. They offer to pray, not fix. They listen with compassion and understanding, but not denying the true issue. Back in my senior year of college, I was having a problem with a particular friend. I was very angry at them. And so I did what any stupid college student would do, and I posted about it on Facebook. I posted something passive-aggressive like, some people just don't know how to be friends. (laughs) My roommate messaged me quite quickly to call me out on it. Basically like, dude, this is, this, is not, this is not what you should be doing. This is not how you should be behaving as a Christian. And he was totally right. And, and I'm glad he, he called me out on it. And I was a little mad at him at first, to be honest. But he was right. And I needed to hear that. And I needed to be called out on that. These kind of friendships also offer us a shoulder to lean on. The song again says, I'll be your strength. I'll keep holding. I'll be there to comfort you. As Christians, we rejoice together. We cry together. We celebrate together. We grieve together. And boy, do we eat together. (laughs) Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. 
I have a really good friend in my life who has been a lot of these things for me. I hope he'd say that I've been the same for him. Um, Some of the things I've appreciated uh, the most is, for instance, when we're together, he always asks how he can pray for me. Um, He's always encouraging me when I'm down. And although he has a lot going on in his life and a lot of times he can't hang out, the, the week that I lost one of my friends, he made an effort so that we could sit down and go to dinner and he could be there for me. And I really needed that. And I haven't have always had that because friendships, close friendships, take time to develop. But we all need these. We all need people in our lives to support us in following Jesus. And so, friends, I want to encourage us this morning to cultivate solid Christian friendships that say, I'll be there. And don't just seek to have these kind of friendships. Seek to be that kind of friend. To be friends who do all sorts of things together, but who have Jesus at the center of their friendship. Like people that train for a marathon together, we support each other in following Jesus. And God uses other people in our lives to help us grow and thrive. And while this isn't so much a message on how to find those particular friends, I do have a few suggestions. Um, If you don't have these kind of friends in your life yet, um, start with the people you've already got. Start with the people in our church community. Start with friends that you already know are are fellow followers of Christ and and go deeper with them. Um, If you're a teenager in high school, FCA is actually a great uh, club that meets um, at Central. It meets at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, 8 a.m., Um, Great place to meet other Christians, do some fun stuff together. Um, But if you are having trouble finding those kind of friendships, I would love to chat with you and and just listen. Friends, two are better than one. As Christians, we are stronger together. And so let's cultivate solid Christian friendships where we can say, I'll be there. So that we may both grow in faith in Jesus, in good times and bad, together more than we ever could by ourselves let us pray lord we thank you for the gift of other people lord we ask that you would help us to cultivate or continue to cultivate friendships with other followers of you so that we can help them grow and they can help us grow and lord for those of us who struggle with finding these types of friendships or with friendships at all We pray for your grace, we pray for your help, and we pray for your provision. We thank you for your love and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.